brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, this is Jordi Collada from the Jordi Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada Podcast. Special edition of the Jordy Collada Show on the road, live here from Atlanta, Georgia, here on this Monday morning, SEC Media Days, the SEC kickoff to the college football season. We are live here. I am in Atlanta. The crew is back in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Welcome in. Every day brought to you by Go Chevrolet, online G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com. Go Chevrolet, of course. Brand new car lot down in Laplace, and of course, used car lots over in Baton Rouge at Go Express Auto Sales. You can always search the inventory online at G-E-A-U-X Chevrolet.com. we got a ton to get to. We'll set up the day of SEC Media Days over here in Atlanta. We'll give you the schedule. Jacques and I from WAFB, Jacques Doucet from WAFB, is uh, is down here. Uh, I am with WAFB, and last night we had our first Facebook Live. You can check that out uh, every night coming to you, 7 o'clock Central kind of answering the day's questions of SEC Media Day, wrapping up the day, starting to preview tomorrow. This morning it'll be a little slow because the event really doesn't get going until 11 o'clock this morning when Greg Sankey uh, will address the room. And then the first coach right off the bat will be Brian Kelly, LSU, B.J. O'Jolary, Mike Jones Jr., uh, and, of course, Jack Besh, and then Ole Miss will be through here uh, and Lane Kiffin this afternoon. So fireworks early, and we should have a lot of content that we're sending back home uh, to Baton Rouge, and then this afternoon it'll be Eli Drinkowitz and uh, in Missouri. We'll wrap up the day, but it should be an interesting week uh, over here in Atlanta. Uh, seen a ton of media over here. I read where there were 1,600 members of the media credentialed for this, and really and truly, Jacques and I were talking about it last night, fellas. You could really, you could credential as many as you want. Uh, I mean, the, the amount of people that they cut off, the, the credential that we were on last season, uh, was uh, was 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 just a one day pass because we were considered di- uh, considered digital media, uh, and they were only allowing people within that um, you know kind of that corner of of the the trade um, that that you can only go for the day that you were your your team that you covered uh, was was being previewed. So 
uh, this week that we are a part of uh, our great partners over at WAFB. Uh, they've got us down here all week, so really looking forward uh, to sending back a lot of content, uh, a lot of coverage, a lot of storylines. And I think it will get going early this morning uh, with, with, with Greg Sankey. You know, I mean, usually Sankey early on here during his days as the commissioner, uh, rarely did he ever say anything in these in these addresses to the media. I mean, it was more or less kind of just beating the chest of the SEC, kind of flexing the television muscles. I remember when they launched the SEC Network and Mike Slive's final SEC media days, and Greg Sankey kind of took the baton and really ran with that the first couple of years. But, you know, Sankey rarely said anything when 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 he would address the media. Over the last couple of years, um, this has been – this has been a fireworks show, you know, whether it was right. uh, announcing new deals with the SEC and the television network. The expansion of the league last year was announced during this press conference with Texas and Oklahoma or it broke right before this. Don't think that that wasn't, you know, really uh, something that the SEC was thinking of uh, and, and, and trying to make happen. So uh, obviously with the way that conferences have expanded over the last couple of weeks with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten, Texas and Oklahoma really setting the pace um, for, uh, you know, really for conference expansion last year at this event. Um, you know, I think Sankey at 11 o'clock this morning is really going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to hear what he has to say uh, to, to kick this event off. And, and whether that's just, you know, talking about the SEC's plan, the TV deals, his reaction to USC and UCLA, what that could cause as far as, a, you know, kind of a cause and effect to college football, so uh, fireworks should start pretty early here uh, over in Atlanta, which is a total dump, by the way. I had no idea that Atlanta had fallen off like this. I mean, they got more homeless people than they do citizens in downtown. I mean, Atlanta's downtown. They had a soccer game yesterday, though. The Atlanta, um, yeah, and dude, I mean, hundred thousand pouring they, out of the Mercedes Stadium. I think they like. I mean, we're staying right year. here. What's that? I think they were like champions last year. Like they, their first year in the league, they won it, and then everybody got like soccer fever in Atlanta. I mean, there's no way that the city of Atlanta likes the Falcons like this. No, you know what <laughs> I mean. Right. I mean, that, you'd be surprised. I mean, that, it, Atlanta's a soccer town now. <laughs> it is. It, it is unreal. I mean, like it, it. It is. I couldn't believe the amount of people pouring out of of Mercedes Stadium because we're right here. We're staying at the CNN. Uh, center right in downtown, and the event is connected to the College Football Hall of Fame. So it's right here at like Olympic Park uh, in Atlanta. Uh, and yesterday we had a little time to kill in between our hits, and uh, I jumped on a like one of these like city issued bikes. And bro, I mean, I had my head on a swivel. Yeah. <laughs> but then you've been training for this your whole life, dude. Riding around Government Street at 3 a.m. This is this is your building. No doubt. For this. No doubt about it. it. Had I mean, it had Government Street 4 a.m. vibes in or, the middle of the day in downtown Atlanta. Or, or middle of the day on Government Street. closed. That man's still running All around. All the windows are boarded up. Homeless people everywhere. It's amazing. Uh, I just can't believe the fall off. But good to see you, fellas. Yes, Y'all sir. had a good weekend. See you. Yeah. Yeah, good weekend, oh, good weekend. Good. We had uh, one one little kerfuffle on Saturday. You talk about keep your head on the swivel. We were up at the studio trying to kind of get all this video call stuff right. Uh, I don't want to say homeless. A paranoid man. A, a man that was high, no doubt. <laughs> he, he's run around in yeah. bas- basketball shorts, no shirt, and as sweaty as hell. And he runs up to us, 
and he's like kind of scabby which you know i've seen breaking bad i know what that yeah. means <laughs> and, bro he runs up to me and joe and he's like there's somebody with the gun chasing me can i come inside and i was like fuck no dude you gotta keep going i was like keep running don't bring that man over here and he goes yeah yeah you're right and i was like yeah go so he takes off and i don't know if the audience knows that our next door neighbor has quite the dog if you think of sandlot think of what this dog like would have looked like before you saw it. It's like I mean, Animal beast. Control's been over there three times since we've moved in. We've and only they, been there for six months. And they can't keep him. He keeps breaking out. And so the guy, the-, the They got a muzzle on him. <laughs> yes, a muzzle. The scab guy runs over to that backyard and me and Joe are watching through the window and I go, I bet he's about to leave there so fast. Dude, you hear, hur, 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 and this guy fucking hightails it again. And then we're like, well, there he goes. So we're waiting around to see if there's a guy with a gun. He never shows up. So this guy's hallucinating all over the place. And then Joe goes to leave. The dog gets let out and thinks Joe's the homeless guy. And so Joe gets attacked by the dog. Jesus, and this all man. happened within 30 seconds of us trying to leave. So it kind of all falls apart when you're around, Jordy. But this is, uh, we can try to hold it down from seven to nine. Good lord! So that was Keep our the place, dude. If Rebel, if he comes close to that place, take that baseball bat to that thing's head. Yeah, I don't even know if you still have a chance. If that would work, got it ready. Uh, the life of Joe swing. Rodriguez. Who would believe it? Exactly. Believe it. You only have to see it. I, I mean, you have to live it. If Lloyd wasn't there, I wouldn't have believed it. No, me either. I wouldn't have I believed know. it because all. Joe is deep in the bag of. What I would he have. Can, yeah, <laughs> I do now because Joe gets deep in the bag of what can happen. And I was like, well, there's probably some truth to that. Then I was like, no, I, I lived it. I just saw it. I panicked. Shut the door, locked myself in. Let him take care I'd of I'd have believed dog. it more if Joe would have jumped on Rebel's back and rode it down <laughs> government street to get something to eat. Yeah. Go find uh, that homeless man. All right, so look, man. LSU is going to be here at, uh, at 1230, and the buzz is on. And I can tell you, the media members were starting to show up again, uh, last night and uh, was, uh, was talking to a few of them uh, b b before we crashed. And kind of like under the radar people are um, starting to um, wake up mm -hmm. on LSU. And, you know, I mean, I think that they were easy to sleep on up until this point. But when you look up and they're bringing B.J. Ojolari, Mike Jones Jr., and Jack Besh to SEC Media Day, that kind of got the conversation going last night of maybe this roster isn't as bad as we thought it was, you know, just from around the conference. And, look, I, I told, you know, some of the – the, the, the media members I was, I, I was you know, just kind of hanging with for a few minutes, guy from Georgia, a guy from Texas A&M, and a guy from Auburn, um, that it, I get it. Like, I think it was easy, even locally, to kind of fall into the trap after January 4th of watching LSU play, kind of wondering, what the hell are they going to look like next year? Especially at, you know, positions like defensive back, offensive line. Uh, you know, where are they going to go in, in just putting this thing together? And, you know, the, 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 the incredible run of roster management over the last couple of months is really kind of starting to, you know, I think people are starting to figure it out. People see the depth chart. People are getting spring football reports. People are looking at recruiting uh, sheets and looking what LSU was able to do in the transfer portal. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of throw into the equation Brian Kelly, which, you know, look, this is going to be the first time in 15 years that LSU – is going to have a coach on the podium that people aren't looking for sideshows from. Where every year LSU's built up to this day, it was what's Coach Ogeron going to talk about? How you know what, what, what's Les Miles going to tell you about his vacation? What's Les Miles going to you know what quirky story is Les Miles going to talk to you about? What 
What are you going to hear about Coach O that you can ask him about at, at SEC Media Days? Here with Brian Kelly, more people are uh, intrigued that LSU's walking up with a, a business-minded approach and a guy that's going to be buttoned up and really you know, representing LSU with true professionalism. You know, I mean, we're not the only ones that are talking about that in the SEC. I think when 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 people are talking about LSU outside of the market, you know that there's a lot of people off the air that are saying LSU might have got it right. Yeah, they're starting you know, to like, are starting LSU to come together a little bit. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might have got their guy where they've got him for a decade, and they finally got somebody in there that's not a sideshow. But yeah, you know well, where. It, it, that's where that's where I think whenever we even look back at this higher way, obviously there's a lot of candidates that were kind of rumored to be like, what's LSU going to do? What direction are they going to go? And I think the first and most important thing on Woodward's list was, can I get some stability here? Like, we've seen what LSU can do even with when it's so volatile, they're still able to win. If we bring in somebody that's actually, that I can trust for 10 years and there's not going to be, you say, sideshow or, you know, threatening the crowd and doing all this stuff whenever he talks through a microphone, instead you're going to get a Brian Kelly that shows up in a suit answers your questions, gives you some information, and then steps off, and it's going to be like, oh, that's what LSU is now? Like, they look like they look, they look the part. Like, this is what a national brand is supposed to be represented by. And, look, B.J. Ojolari, there's a lot of talk about mm. B.J. and really kind of what this season could mean to him. B.J.'s coming home today. He's coming back to the state of Georgia right here in Atlanta where he's from, so he's going to feel very comfortable, obviously, being in this setting. Behind Will Anderson, you talk to a lot of people. B.J. Ojolari is considered to be the second-best defensive end in this league. Now, look, Will Anderson might be the best player in college football. He might be a Heisman Trophy candidate before it's all said and done. He feels like right now he's going to be the number one player taken in next next spring's draft. But outside of that, I mean, you talk about a a position that's obviously highly evaluated. Everybody's looking at it's a It's a strong position to need. You see these come off the, 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 the draft board very early. Uh, you know, behind Anderson, who, like we said, might be the best player in the sport. Um, you know, B.J. Ojolari is considered to, to be maybe the second best defensive end in the league. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, LSU's come with a little star power mm-hmm. today. You know, I think Jack Besh is going to give some people some sound bites. And I also believe that Besh has been coached up on, on, on what today means. You know, I mean, he's representing a $100 million brand in LSU football. So, you know, playing loose and – you know, being the life of the party and being the center of it may look. It, 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 it may play in some circles, but you know they've probably warned him on. Let's make sure and 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 not go here. Stay away from this stuff. If you're presented a question about this, because all of these guys are are, are pretty unique in the fact where you know they were a part of the, the 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 turnover. You know, I mean, they were all recruited by Ogeron and the former staff, and they saw the transition, and you know, have all been a part of Brian Kelly really taking control of the program. So. You know, I think that you know there, there, there's a lot of interest to, to LSU today on 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 opening up um, you know SEC media day. So it'll be interesting to see what those guys say early on. Remember, we're brought to you by Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. They're number one in a number two business. They specialize in all works of plumbing, industrial, commercial, residential. Remember, uh, remember to mention the Jordy Colada Show to save yourself fifteen percent over at Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. To get in touch with them, it's easy, 225-776-2431, 225-776-2431. You just dial that number. They don't have a website. They don't have social media, uh, but they stay busy all throughout the day, and they got a couple of trucks working East Baton Rouge Parish uh, every single day. So if you need some help uh, on this side of the Mississippi River or over in East Baton Rouge Parish or beyond, 
Uh, get in touch with our friends over at Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works and make sure to mention the show. You'll save yourself 15% when you call them up over at 225-776-2431, 225-776-2431. For Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works, mention the Jordy Colada Show, save yourself 15%. They got experienced carpenters and plumbers on staff for your next industrial and residential remodel of any kind. Number one in a number two business, Barker Brothers Plumbing and Works. Uh, so it should be a uh, it should be a pretty fast paced day here, uh, boys. As far as uh, SEC media days, uh, day one, and we'll get back to it and talk a little bit about it. But LSU baseball mm. uh, last night uh, had a lot of uh, of guys come off of the board, uh, and and all expected, right? I don't think any and any any surprises. No surprise. Maybe Mikey Romero going as high yeah, as he Mikey did. Mikey Romero going high was probably the biggest surprise, but. Seeing those names come off the board was not surprising. Yeah, we talked. We talked. Uh, Lloyd, recap it for us. Who, who went off? Oh, uh, so to recap, the first night they will be draft for LSU. We had Jacob Berry go six overall to the Marlins, which was as expected. Kay Doty, seventy eighth to the Blue Jays. Justin Crawford, Mikey Romero, Robert Snelling, and Tucker Toman were all LSU signees that were all that were all picked. So you don't expect to see any of those guys on campus. Romero, like you said, probably the. Like the the headliner in terms of how early he got drafted, there were some rumors that he might go second, third round, like it, as high as the first round. But he gets snapped up by the by the Red Sox. He's going to play with, um, I believe, his best friend was drafted by the Red Sox last year. So he thinks this is like destiny. He's we've had him on the no, show before. Sweet. He's a stud. Like it's not shocking to see yeah. him go to the draft. But excited for him as he would have been a stud here, electric shortstop out of California. So LSU misses on some of those guys, but I think that was to be expected. Whenever Jay Johnson came on, he kind of like he had the list right next to him, and he was like, "Well, I'm looking at the top five. Like, I'm looking at the the first round and how many people we have, and who's like featured in like five or six or seven of these guys are going to go in the first round." So I don't expect them on campus. I think the biggest pull was probably last week to be able to get Paxton to stay and not sign. So he gets one back from the draft, and we'll be interested to see what happens in the second and third rounds. They're able to keep some of the guys that are still on the list. I think that would be a massive win for LSU. So this will really be the the time in which you see the LSU roster kind of really start to take shape. And it, it, depending on who we can get on campus, that's when Jay Johnson has to go back to work and have some, you know, have some conversations with the people on the team and tell it, look, I got so-and-so coming in. I don't know if this is a great spot for you. And, like, you know, we'll have to do a little portal talk. Uh, Jacob Berry goes sixth overall. To the Marlins. To the Miami Marlins. Well, Man, I mean, you kind of you, you you hate to do this in sports. I hate the, the the what if game in sports, but Jacob Berry's a great what if to LSU baseball, right? In twenty twenty two, like, I mean, oh, if, if he comes back, I recall correctly. I mean, if he was kind of starting to figure it out and get comfortable at LSU, and then he takes the he he, he gets banged up or he, he what was the, the injury? He, he got, got hit in the hand. hand. Yeah, he got hit in the yeah. hand, so he wasn't yeah, he able to. He wasn't able to switch that right-handed. Yeah, so he had yeah. so it just kind of it, yeah messed up with all of like the the rhythm. But like you said, if it maybe if he doesn't get hurt because I don't think he was as big of a factor as they probably wanted coming down the stretch because you lose your guy like that was their like four hole hitter or whatever like he was kind of between him and Dylan Cruz and then Trey Morgan was figuring it out like that was kind of what LSU was pitching all year like let these guys get into the tournament and we have a lineup nobody really wants to face but. He gets hurt and isn't really able to get comfortable again. But we were kind of talking about this on Mike Up on Friday, that it's shocking to see him go so early. And then who's the guy for Texas that hit like 40 nukes, uh, the something Titanic, the... Uh, 
Uh, yeah. Ivan, so. Regardless. That's like, a fine, Lloyd. Yeah, I didn't curse. Ivan Melinda. No, you didn't. Yeah. You asked an impossible question. <laughs> oh, uh, the Hispanic Titanic. That's the guy I'm talking about. Um, but he wasn't projected to go until like the third or fourth round. And Mikey was like, you just got a guy that hit like 40 home runs in college. And he's expected to go, you know, second or third round. And we were just wondering what, I guess, is switch hitting that important in Major League Baseball? Is that the draw? Or is it just that he's such a pure hitter that you have to take him and you know exactly what you're hitting? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I mean, I, when I looked up and saw that he was the sixth pick in the draft. That's crazy. It's nuts. You know what I mean? I know that there was times even like throughout the season, he was like projected maybe even like one One, play. yeah. It did, um, but it just doesn't – I don't feel like he didn't really make that much of a splash, I guess because he was so quiet and he obviously played great, but it just never felt like you got the full Jacob Berry experience. Like he never did anything that was like, oh, my God, this is why he's here. Like Dylan Cruz pops, you know? You see flashes all over yeah. the place, and you're like, that's what a first-round pick looks like. But he is, he's able to go six, and now it sets up for LSU to possibly have back-to-back, like probably top six picks in the draft. You see Dylan Cruz probably going to go 1-1 next year. And so LSU is like oh, no doubt. under the Jay Johnson era, having that many people go in the first round is strong. The brand is strong. Yeah, and then, I mean, Tommy Tanks is probably going to be yeah. a high-round draft pick in two years. Yeah, so the, the LSU set up to go on a run, and they that's when the expectations go back to – Okay, let's. We got to get to Omaha, and Jay Johnson probably wants to win one. Like it would feel like almost a waste of Dylan Cruz if you're not able to bring him to Omaha and get him a national championship. Like, yeah, no doubt. You don't want to waste the no first doubt. overall pick, and then you bring in Tommy Tanks, and it's like, it's all it's all lined up for it to work the next season. Like the 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 X is clearly on their back. Yeah, and speaking of home run derby tonight from the uh, the mm. Major League All Star game, I saw where Kumar Rocker, yeah, got selected third. Rangers. Being reunited with Jack Leiter. Right. His former ace wow. on, uh, on Vanderbilt staff. That that was that that was crazy. That had to be a very um God nerve wracking year for Kumar, right? What was he like? The seventh pick last year by the New York Mets? And they couldn't 10, come ten to the Mets. He went tenth yeah. to the Mets. And they couldn't come to an agreement because of um he just had shoulder surgery mm-hmm. after the season and they couldn't come to a number. So Kumar Rocker decides to sit out this past season, plays independent ball, and improves his draft stock seven picks and goes third overall to the Texas Rangers. What an incredible gamble on yourself, risk-reward move that Kumar Rocker makes and ends up probably making, what, probably $15 million out of the yeah, deal? That's I mean, right. extra. Yeah, I'm wondering. I don't know what this, like, the slotted picks are with the between going third <laughs> and tenth. I mean, it's obviously more money, but I'm wondering, I've never even really thought about this, if he did shoulder surgery on purpose, like, because it was a minor deal, and the, maybe he's like, I don't want to go play for the Mets. I could probably get drafted earlier than I got this year, and I don't want to go back to college. But independent ball is a hell of a risk, because you don't know what you're really going to get. Like, I might fall out of favor just because I don't have eyeballs on me. But he came in and dealt an independent ball and gets drafted third overall after playing, you know, which is essentially like a smaller, smaller minor league team. And so it's an incredible gamble. Uh, remember, uh, remember our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook. Make sure and download the app today at Caesars Sportsbook. In fact, if you want, there's a QR code right there on your screen. If you want to walk up to your screen, open your camera, rock that QR code. Uh, that is the uh, promo code FM15, FM15, the letter F, the letter M15, which can uh, save you up to $1,500 in risk-free bets over at Caesar Sportsbook. All you got to do is download the app today. Use the promo code F 
FM15, FM15, but easier way to do it is just uh, check out the uh, uh, the QR code that you see right here on your screen. And we should have the details for our giveaway for the LSU-Florida State game coming your way later this week. And really excited to announce that with our partners over at Caesars, giving you an opportunity to experience that holiday weekend down in New Orleans and checking out the Seminoles and the Tigers for opening weekend of college football. They'll be slotted in at that Sunday 6.30 kick, like Scott Woodward said, uh, Scott Woodward said a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that is a, uh, a huge opportunity for the brand to be shown off and recognized by not only you know diehard college football fans, but just fringe sports fans that will be sitting around parties and get-togethers and gatherings, and everybody will be sitting there watching LSU take on Florida State. That will be a storyline today, but make sure and check out our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook. Download it or get the QR code that you see right there uh, at the top right of your screen uh, as we are down here at SEC Media Day. I'm in the hotel room this morning, 7 to 9 a.m., I did some scouting last night, uh, and I did see a couple of places for us to set up uh, outside of Radio Row. Obviously, we're not going to be on Radio Row because we're not a radio show. And uh, there's a lot of people in SEC markets uh, doing podcasts, right? So I think once you open up uh, the door and crack one to one podcast, you may be looking at a, at a room full of podcasters, not a, not a podcast row. Uh, but we're down here, and we have a, uh, a pretty easy setup. Shout out to our crew back in, uh, in Master Control, Lloyd, Stewie, everybody, and, uh, of course, Joe Rodriguez, uh, who sent us up here with a little traveling pack, gave us the, the easy directions and setup, and uh, we're coming to you from the hotel room. But there are places, I think, uh, down on the, the, the main floor where we may be able to set up and do our morning show. I'm not as concerned about the 7 to 9 a.m. It's more about what's going to happen in between – you know, really kind of nine to five here at the SEC Media Days as far as content is concerned. And uh, both Jacques and I, Jacques, of course, working for WAFB and representing uh, those guys, sending all the uh, the content back down to Baton Rouge. And I'll be doing the same to our crew, Noah and our social media staff. Uh, Lloyd and his production crew uh, will be receiving a lot of media over the next three days that we'll be chopping up and sending back to you. We're also doing a little vlog style stuff of behind the scenes of what what it's looking like, and th this is a um, this is an event that I've only experienced in Birmingham. I I've never I I've never experienced it outside of the SEC headquarters. Even last season, uh, last year, our, our first away from a, a traditional um, you know media outlet uh, like we we had been with the previous decade. Uh, you know, doing it independently last year, uh, we went up for just the the, the the one day that LSU was featured. Uh, we had a chance to catch up with Derek Stingley and Austin Deculus and, and Ogeron and the crew going into the season. Uh, and last year was a lot different than, than, than years past in Birmingham just because of uh, still some, co you know, some COVID restrictions uh, that, uh, you know, that they were dealing with. But uh, this season, it, it's, it's wide open at the College Football Hall of Fame here and the Omni CNN Center uh, down in Atlanta. We are staying in the Omni, and you never really have to leave – the, the, the facility. You never really have to leave the hotel as far as, um, you know, just being able to move around and, and get to the, get to the event, uh, on the first floor, um, of the Omni is the, I guess you would call the main ballroom where Greg Sankey will address the media this morning. It's also, uh, right outside that room where Jacques and I did our Facebook live last night on WAFB's Facebook page. We were sharing that. You could catch that uh, throughout our social media uh, channels. 
but that'll be uh, every single night, 7 o'clock uh, down here in Atlanta, 7 to 8 o'clock uh, Central Time uh, for you back in Baton Rouge. Um, but there also is a, a part of it that's at the College Football Hall of Fame. So you'll actually have to leave this facility and walk over uh, to the Hall of Fame to go through the rest of, uh, of the media day function. So uh, I, I don't know the lay of the land quite just yet. I know how it works here in the Omni, works in the, in the hotel and, um, you know, feel really comfortable moving around and saw a couple of spots where we may be able to set up uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning and through through Thursday morning. We'll be back in Baton Rouge Thursday. We'll miss out on a couple of people on, on Thursday, including Jimbo Fisher, uh, who's going to be the last uh, speaker here uh, over in Atlanta for media days. Uh, but we'll be back in the middle of the day on Thursday. Um, but we should be sending back a ton of content. I mean, this is this is content gold uh, for for people in our industry. If you've just got players and coaches and staffers and uh, even you know SEC personnel walking around um, and, and and just kind of getting um, you know the feelings in the in, in the conference. This event's going to move to Nashville for the next couple of years. You know, there's a lot of talk on growing this event by adding Texas. In Oklahoma, uh, to the event. I mean, this is almost going, it, it feels like it's kind of following. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. The way that the NFL has tried to monetize everything outside of their games. Combine, draft, um, you know, all of the the stuff that goes into making football year-round. It looks like the SEC is trying to jump into that business and kind of using media days as its first experience, yeah. right? As its 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 first um, experiment, um, should I say, on just kind of how big can we make this thing? Right, because the NFL gives you the model, like that's the blueprint. If you think that you have, if you think you have the intrigue and that people want to follow it, which I think you do, especially in the in the SEC, then why not try to like pimp this thing out and see how much juice you can get out this like how much juice you can get from the squeeze because if you're going from Atlanta and then Nashville and then you can see a you can see a path of this thing ends up in Las Vegas one year where they're just kind of taking the party wherever they want to go and it's getting eyeballs regardless and so you just kind of expand yeah. the brand nationwide No I mean look we were talking about you know if it's in Vegas uh, I'm going have to make some that SEC trip. personnel <laughs> last night. I mean, dude, Nash Vegas. Oh, that's going to be a Nashville's, Nashville's going to be great. I'm telling you, we were talking about kind of the capability for for someone like us, like kind of our business next year, you know, as this thing continues to evolve. Like, um, you know, which, by the way, I mean, we're, we're talking to some, some, some SEC personnel last night just at the bar. I mean, 
um, our show is very much recognized as kind of the LSU media outlet. I mean, for, for people that are in the industry that are, um, you know, being over here has been uh, a real sense of, of, of gratification on just kind of realizing, um, you know, what we've done in the, in the last year and a half. It was, it was cool last night to kind of sit down, take a deep breath and, and realize the journey uh, over the last 17 months by all of us, not just me by any means. You know what I mean? I, I think, and, and look, everybody recognizes that, uh, that we've got a great team uh, and that we got a lot of people uh, that, that, that are pulling in the right direction and we're doing some good stuff that people are recognizing. Um, and we had some, you know, some guy, somebody from the SEC last night talking about how, um, you know, next year at, at this, this event, you know, someone like us who doesn't have any tradition behind us, right? We do now with the WAFB partnership, um, and, and, and our television partners, but you know, we're not on television, right? right? We're more used for their digital properties. Um, and somebody like us, you know, will have, or, you know, potentially could have space like a radio show does now, you know I mean? I, I always remember when I showed up to this event the first time, um, golly, man, 2012, I believe it was Odell Beckham was here as a young wide receiver. In fact, Jack Besh is the first sophomore mm-hmm. wide receiver to represent the program since Odell Beckham did. And that was my first event in Birmingham. Um, there's a great picture of, of Odell and I on, on my Instagram where Odell looks like a baby of me interviewing him uh, at this event uh, a couple of years, I mean, I mean, 2012. I mean, he's got – um, he's, he's not even tatted up yet. Yeah, he's not, he's not Odell no, yet. No, no. I mean, his, his suit doesn't fit around his collar. Like, <laughs> his, his the shirt that he's wearing is too loose around his neck. I mean, it's he's um, – but he still looks smooth. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's <laughs> um, still Odell. But, but, but where, where that event was then, I remember showing up to that event, and Clay Travis had the biggest radio show in, in the SEC outside of Feinbaum, right? Like, Feinbaum always had – yeah, it kind of the, the show that everybody was paying attention to, but um, Clay Travis had a show out of Nashville that was really starting to to explode. And when we showed up, uh, obviously uh, Moscone and I were young radio guys in the business at that time, representing 104.5 and really looking to to you know kind of belly up and 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 make ESPN give ESPN Baton Rouge a space at the table, uh, and they had us out in the hall. Back then, you know, what I mean, we were we we were way out of the scene. But I remember looking at Clay Travis, thinking we got to get there. You know, that's where we need to be. We need to have a, a you know like a corner. We need to have a piece of real estate that everybody that walks through here recognizes and feels like they have to stop. You know, like they have to yeah, yeah, sit it's down a draw. and talk yeah. to us, right? Like this is yeah, like this is the deal, man. Like this is this is where we need to be. And I think next year, or you know, a city like Nashville gives potential to a show like ours to really have those real conversations of, you know, look, man, we want, we, we don't want to be on the row. We want the corner of the row, right? Yeah, Where corner we, we want space. everybody that walks through that recognizes our logo, our brand that, Hey, we need to talk to the LSU guys. Right. Right. Um, so it's awesome, you know, like to, to, to see that stuff, but it's also incredible to see how this event has just ballooned into this monster where, you know, I mean, like the guy said last night, I mean, you can allow as much media as you want. You know, you're cutting it off, capping it off at 1,300. But, I mean, just as easy, you could have 2,000 credential media here. Um, 
So, I mean, it just shows you the power of the league, shows you the power of the sport, shows you the passion behind college football. You know, Saban will be here tomorrow. That in itself is is a spectacle. You know, I mean, it was I've only seen it in Birmingham. And, and the days that he shows up, I mean, the mouth breathers begin arriving at 2 a.m. You know they what walk. I mean? Packing their kids that are named Nick. Right. You know what I mean? Packing the dog named Saban. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It just um, – Well, last and, year – And I'd imagine here in Atlanta, it's a, there's a bigger population of Bama fans. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. more classy, but I doubt that they exist. Uh, yeah, they I think they're all, they're all cut from the same cloth. But last year they had that – remember – there was like no media, not no media. There was no fans allowed because of like the COVID restrictions or whatever. And only Alabama. They had that one guy that wears the championship hat, and he sat outside every day trying to get a fist bump from Nick Saban. And he finally got a picture with him on the last day. And it's like the gumps. And the only people like hey, COVID. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to see Nick. Yeah. And he just sat out there and, and cheered for him every day by himself. And so that's kind of what you get. But. You talk about this thing getting bigger. There's no way it's going to slow down with the addition. I'm sure Sankey will have to address some of this stuff, like with conference realignment and the SEC. But when you say, when you add in somebody like Texas, and you could have this thing in Austin, you know, in a few years, like that's when it's going to be how, how this thing's going to become a monster. Yeah, no doubt. And, and look, I, I think that it's probably going to be that today. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm anxious to see really just kind of the opening of it because I think that there's going to be national media here um from all corners of the country just to hear what 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 greg sankey has to say in the opening addressment of 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 the event you know like what what news is he could potentially could break what news could he confirm um you know i mean what 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 is today going to sound like just for um you know kind of the cause and effect of college football you know i think a lot of people are kind of waiting to hear what what What's going to be set? So, um, it's cool down here, man. You can feel like you're at the epicenter of college football, right? You know that's, I mean? Like Dellinger's yeah. here, you know. I mean, all all the big time writers, all the big time, you know. I mean, you see everybody that, um, you know, that is that is very widely recognized and, um, you know, really affiliated with the sport. Well, yeah, you talked about the NFL a little bit. This feels like almost like uh, the SEC is kind of leading the charge for what college football is nationally, just because they're the they're at the pinnacle. They're at the top of the sport every year. So it feels like Greg Sankey like, is almost giving a State of the Union on, on college football today. Like Whatever he says is going to be the model that you've already seen it with conference realignment, how other teams are jumping ship trying to keep up with the SEC. So I'd imagine conferences around, around the country are going to be tuned in to see what Sankey's next move is and where the SEC is going because we're going to follow suit. Ain't no doubt about it. No doubt, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a monster. I mean, this is... It is a is a, a a monster that feels like you can't wrap your arms around it uh, right now. So obviously we are here SEC media days. We told you a little bit about the schedule today. LSU and Brian Kelly will lead off. Uh, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin uh, will be the uh, the midday, uh, and then Missouri and Eli Drinkowitz uh, will close out the afternoon here with only three teams going here on uh, on Monday and only three teams going on Thursday. Uh, the uh, the Tuesday and Wednesday session will feature four teams apiece, and as we said, Saban will be here tomorrow um, for uh, for his annual uh, his annual address of uh, of SEC Media Days. We'll be back. We'll uh, we'll take a break here on the Jordy Colada Show. We'll be back and have more. When we come back. Always driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. Make sure and hit that like button, that share button, that comment button. If you have not subscribed, subscribe for us, and make sure you hit that bell as uh, we will. Uh, be back with more of the Jordy Colada Show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. 
Hey, Baton Rouge, when traveling through Natchez, Mississippi, whether you need to fill up your vehicle or your belly, stop by GoMart and On The Go Deli. GoMart has clean restrooms, community coffee, an awesome beer cave, and a great selection of anything you might need on your trip. So stop by GoMart at 4 Sergeant Prentice Drive as you're entering Natchez on the left, and visit Tom and Wright Granning and their awesome team at GoMart. We've seen the BK takeover stuff <laughs> from from LSU yeah. and, and social media, and um, really in his short time in Baton Rouge, there's been a lot of people embracing his mm-hmm. his approach to, to building this roster. What's it like to recruit alongside him? Oh, it's been it's been great. Coach has been awesome to me because he lets me you know lets me be myself when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to, to coaching. He lets his coaches coach, lets his coaches recruit. So I have no complaints on that on that end. And when I need him to get in touch with a kid, he's there for me. Um, the communication line has been has been great. He's just been nothing but supportive. But this opportunity was different. Um, and you have a chance to come to a place with unbelievable tradition, uh, work for the winningest head coach in college football. Um, just be at a state. I've never been at a state where yeah. football's king. Uh, you know, and if you just dominate your state, you're going to get some of the best players that there are. Sure. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, getting through spring, I mean, most of it was obviously just installing the offense. Um, And I I think all four guys uh, really made some strides in terms of that and and showed a lot of positive. Um, Obviously, which, you know, I mean, you guys get to talk about all the time. So you guys, (laughs) you know. Uh, (laughs) But – the, all four have done a great job. They did. I, I think they really did a really nice job in spring of taking strides forward uh, individually, and everybody and everybody's different in terms of what they need to get better at and and what they need to show. Um, and then moving into summer, and and I love the way they're working right now in the weight room for Coach Blunt. Um, but like I said, I think I think spring a lot was it was everything was new for everybody. So th- especially at the beginning, there wasn't as much evaluation say the first few days um getting your flow and then i think uh we got some good opportunities for some guy to get guys to get some reps and i think everybody showed some positives hey baton rouge when traveling through natchez mississippi whether you need to fill up your vehicle or your belly stop in a wreck gordon mckernan injury attorneys is ready to go to work for you come meet your team i'm your intake specialist i coordinate your case and connect you with your attorney and paralegal that's us, your legal team. Thanks. And we'll fight to get you every dollar you deserve. I'm your settlements and disbursement manager, and I'm here to get you paid on time. I'm attorney Gordon McKernan. Put our team to work today. Just call us. Yeah, you know, it's kind of weird in a perverse way, Jordy. You know me well, is that I, I kind of relish the change, and I do like it. I'm one of the few people that, that embraces it, and we're very lucky at LSU to have it. Uh, to be where we are and to be able to do that. I mean, I can't say that for everyone in the business because it is uh, unsettling uh, in, in a lot of ways. But for us, you know, change is a good thing, and I think um, I think we're going to be the beneficiary of it. And it's not gonna it's not gonna stop. It's just going to keep on going. Yeah. And I'd be lying to you if I told you I had a crystal ball to tell you what was going on and what's going to happen. But you know, it's it's we're going to be here and we're going to embrace it and we're going to. Uh, take uh, advantage of it uh, the best we can. Forward to it. it, it just like anything else. I mean, I, I, I don't want to get in, into hyperbole, but it's, you know, everything is. I mean, uh, I, frankly, I'm still worried more about concussions. You know, we yeah. don't talk about it much anymore, but, you know, we've, we've kind of helped solve it in 
in a lot of ways and make the game a lot safer. So anytime we have existential threats, which this one could or could not be, we just deal with it, and we mm-hmm. will deal with it. You know, it's just part of the game. And, you know, I don't mind a lot of what's come out of this uh, movement of doing more for the student-athletes, but like anything else, it boomerangs a little too far, and sure. you've got to swing it back into, hey, what we do for the student-athletes, and it's a hell of a lot. And, and I'm proud of that fact that, that we are leaders in doing that. But we're going to do it right. You know, the Tiger Athletic Foundation and, and – uh, in, in partnership, obviously, hand in hand with what we do, uh, funded a, a master plan study because I wanted to see, hey, what what we needed, and I, I just didn't want my opinion. I've been a sure. few places, and I have a good one, I think. But you just want to see how and what our needs are, and so we're in that process of looking at it. And obviously, uh, the PMAC is is. Um, 50 years old this year and uh, and probably needs some updating. Uh, It's it's got good bones, and maybe we can see what we can do with that. Uh, Same thing with all that, um, you know, property that we have both down Nicholson and where we are currently on Nicholson and North Stadium is that, hey, is this the proper use and best use for that? Mm -hmm. And hand-in-hand with the university and and what we do with TAF, uh, we'll make those decisions and we'll be prudent and, and thinking about what and how we do different um you have a chance to come to a place with unbelievable tradition uh work for the winningest head coach in college football um just be at a state i've never been at a state where football's king Uh, you know and if you just dominate your state you're going to get some of the best players that there are sure uh best athlete to come out of new iberia mark roman Kayshawn Buda. Kayshawn? Wow. Right now, Kayshawn's, you know, and I, Mark was a little bit before me. I was a ball boy uh-huh. when, when Mark was playing at New Iberia Senior High School. Uh, I, pl- I played, like, right after Mark. Um, but Kayshawn just has just done some things. And, you know, just the things that you guys are seeing Kayshawn do, that he's not even scratching the surface of what we saw on a day-to-day basis at practice. You know, and, and, and it's, he's unreal. He's he, unreal. He's so natural. It's so na- it's it's yeah. so easy. It looks so easy to him. Yes, it's so easy, and there's never been another uh, a competitor I've ever seen like Kayshawn. Kayshawn would not lose going eat pregame meal. <laughs> you know, he has to be the first. He is the ultimate competitor. You know, he would not lose. So trust me, he will be ready. Well, it's interesting. You you mentioned Brandon Harrison. Um, I obviously you know took in part of what you were saying, and he's doing great at Texas, and he's a big reason why why Texas is in the mix or or has commitments from so many elite guys from Louisiana right now. Lance Hurd did not show up for his Texas official visit, which is probably the most interesting tidbit I can share with you. Um, He did make it to Nebraska, and then he worked out at LSU, and he ended up staying for an unofficial visit for the entire weekend um, of LSU's elite camp. Um, Right now, I I already have an RPM for LSU. Um, I think my my colleague Billy does as well, and right now it's it's all LSU. Um, Brad Davis has always had the in with LSU. Um, and you talked about him before. Mike Denbrock has spent a lot of time with Lance Hurd, talking about him being a you know a franchise left tackle playing opposite of Will. And um, right now, I'd say it's a matter of if, not when, when when Lance Hurd commits to LSU. Um, Texas is certainly in it. They have been in it for a good amount of time. Bo Davis was leading that recruitment, um, but since Lance has kind of settled on the offensive side of the ball, he's his future at tackle. Um, I think LSU has been the team to beat since they finally got him on campus in June. 
Hey, I really like this kid. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the on three rankings as being underrated, but he's a, he's a kid that I think by the end of his senior season is going to have a stock up. Um, I got to see him out in Las Vegas a couple of months ago, and, you know, he's about six foot two, 180 plus pounds. He moves really naturally. Um, I think he's a little bit raw, and I think he needs a little bit of coaching, you know, develop, uh, see, see if he can, you know, get his hips out a little bit better. You know, he's got a little bit to go, but, um, you know, physically he stands out. I think he plays receiver NDB for Bishop Gorman, one of the top powerhouses in the high school level in the country. He plays on the same team as Zachariah Branch and gets to defend him every single day. So I think he's going to get better and he's going to go to LSU and continue to develop. I think he's, yeah, he's a little bit raw at this stage. Maybe he's a little bit underrated, but he's someone that, you know, going to work with Robert Steeples and be a big corner, uh, work on the boundary. And that's an area of need for LSU in this 2023 cycle. Hey, this is Jordy Collada from the Jordy Collada Show. Our podcast daily is brought to you by RMB Builders. Give Reb Bourgeois a call today. He is a custom home builder offering both new construction and can remodel in the Baton Rouge area and surrounding areas. They are licensed for commercial and residential construction. They can also handle your office renovation or building maintenance. They're online at rmb-builders.com. They're on Instagram and Facebook at RMB Builders, LLC. Rhett Bourgeois and RMB Builders bringing you the Jordy Collada podcast. Back here to the Jordy Collada show, driven and powered by Go Chevrolet, live here from Atlanta, SEC Media Day. little problem with our video, but we'll stay up here on the audio as uh, we'll preview the day. And as we said, look, it's going to be a, a little different format uh, this week as uh, we will be here live as uh, all of our coverage presented by our friends over at Go Chevrolet. And uh, remember, G-E-A-U-X, Chevrolet.com, and all of our fine sponsors. Remember to get over to Go Chevrolet to check out uh, the uh, the latest. Uh, whoa. What was that? Uh, the latest. I don't know, man. I'm getting a phone call to the room. Oh. <laughs> mm. Housekeeping. Take over, Lloyd. Oh, okay. What do you want to talk about? SEC media days? <laughs> no, I do think that it's interesting how they staggered the coaches between A&M and Nick Saban, obviously Nick Saban going on Tuesday, and they wanted nothing to do with them be, with oh, Jimbo no. being around at the same time. They don't want him in the same room. At the, they don't want him in the same city at the same time. So I'd imagine, oh, he's gone. I'd imagine that like that's going to be probably top of mind that they had to be able to, because if they wanted real fireworks, they would have done them on the same day. Like right. they would have put Jimbo and Nick Saban in the same, in like the same day, same show. They'd have to like almost cross paths whenever they're walking up on the studio, because that thing that on the stage, because that will still be a topic, as I'm sure Sankey will have to address NIL. He'll address the transfer portal. He'll address how teams are building, like how teams are almost structured and how college football has changed. He'll have to answer those questions because people are going to ask him if Dillinger's there. That's what it's going to be. He has to speak on conference realignment, all of that stuff. And then you see how Jimbo built his team and what made Nick Saban upset. And then they basically... You know, we're throwing body blows at each other throughout, you know, a two-week span. And if it had come closer to SEC Media Day, I would imagine this would have been this would have been like the the topic du jour. Like this would have been the only thing that people are talking about. So interesting that they staggered them like that. You're not going to get the same fireworks you would have, but I guarantee you're going to get the same questions. They're just not going to be around to kind of throw bullets at each other. Right. Even though I think that Sankey will have none of that. Like I don't think he wants it to even be addressed. Like I'm Not sure, at all. like uh, they Avoid don't. It at all costs. Yeah, like they don't want them to be able to bring this thing back up, start throwing barbs again, where it's like high school, little league of like he said this, I said that. Instead, they're just like, look, 
answer the question separately. I'm sure they'll take, like, somebody's going to prod Saban into something about NIL, and then Jimbo's going to have to do the same thing, especially considering you had that video that just came out, probably, what, two weeks ago? Like, a lot of people up there are paying a lot of money for you to come right. here. Like, that's going to be a question, I would imagine. So all of that is going to be tied together, and that's what kind of makes SEC Media Days a must-attend a must event. We hopefully will get a couple interviews with Jack Besh. I would bet we're going to find out where his dog is because, I, I mean, early bets on Will Campbell had to take care of him. Mm, for sure. Which is, uh, you know, poor, what's his name, Zion. <laughs> Doesn't even get to know his real dad. Just stepdad all the time. Take care oh, of dog. Quality changed. Jordy, you got us? So how we doing? How we doing? Good. I just, I just filibustered for like two minutes. How'd it go? Good. Yeah, I'd probably give it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, I think that a uh, little, little below average, Lloyd. Mm. That's uh, it's right on par. Exactly. Right on you know par. what you're getting with me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> C's get degrees. Um, that was tech support uh-huh. calling from uh, from the facility. Hopefully, they can come up here with some Wi-Fi resolution for us. I think Joe Rodriguez is working the phones behind he is, the scenes. He's, he is talking to me, um, trying to get your internet upgraded. Like he, he will, there's no phone call he won't make. He's just not. He's not embarrassed at all to be like, "Look, y'all gotta get your internet fixed." My type of guy. That's right. He's a doer. He's a fixer. Um. So today, SEC Media Days, as we said, the uh, the feature is going to be Brian Kelly, uh, and uh, Lane Kiffin. I think as well. People will be paying attention to what Lane has to say here on uh, on day one uh, of SEC Media Days. He's going to have uh, a couple of guys with him uh, coming through here, including. Uh, Nick Broker, a linebacker, Cedric Johnson, a defensive end, and Jonathan Mingo, their big playmaking wide receiver. So uh, no quarterbacks uh, coming in. What was the kid's name from uh, from, from USC? Uh, Carson Dart? Jackson, was it Jackson, Dart? Jackson, Jackson Dart. Oh, Jackson Dart. Um, yeah, Jackson Dart, who uh, who transferred in uh, to uh, to Ole Miss in the offseason. So uh, we'll, hit, we'll, we'll, we'll wait to see what, what Lane Kiffin has to say. Uh, about uh, about his squad, about what's going on. Uh, and as we said, uh, the format here is going to be a little different um, probably here this week because we'll be sending back content all throughout the day. Um, we will be talking um, to uh, all types of athletes, all types of coaches. We'll be hearing from all types of people. Uh, so we'll be sending that stuff back to our production team um so they can put up on social media, so they can have for you, uh, for you all to kind of gobble up and check out the content um, while while we're here. So we may not stay on seven to nine a.m. every day. Like I said, I'm trying to find a uh, a spot for us outside of the hotel room uh, that, uh, that that we could go set up and possibly be in front of some of these people's faces. That way, we can attract them and pull them in uh, to win. Um, you know that they're just walking by and they sit down with us and they can check out what's going on. So uh, it really is going to be an interesting week and definitely something that we uh, are going to be paying attention to as far as uh, being able to send as much stuff back and as much creative content uh, as possible back to you. Because look, uh, all this stuff's going to be on the SEC network as far as just kind of like the, the the bones of it, the the sitting down and the talking and the uh, uh, you know the interviews and 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 all this stuff. So. Um, this this will be kind of, um, you know, for that part that there won't be a lot of, um, there there, there won't be a lot of real groundbreaking new. Ra- rarely do you get something that will rattle any type of news wire 
that comes out of of the players or coaches because you know like we talked a little bit about with Jack Besh you know I mean these guys are so coached up for for this event where you know you're talking to people outside of the market and some people are trying to you know they they, they might try to trap you they 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 might try to um you know I mean present you something that you could walk into a you know a quote that they're looking for so I, I rarely do you get anything from coaches and players while they're sitting up on the podium it's really kind of about why they're walking by and being able to trade some stories and be able to see if you can't pick up some some small content that we can send back and um it's you know it's it's those types of events here in Atlanta that 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 really everybody are here for. I'm looking at Peter Burns's mustache. My what? goodness, Petey, yeah. how bold! What a move! Of I'm a, telling it, you, what dude. a what a launch point to break that out, man. I mean, I guess if you're gonna do it, you got to do it here on day one SEC Media Days. But my guy has got a just five star crumb catcher. <laughs> that he went, he went full is goose. Ch- he went full goose from Top Gun. That's what I'm saying. I think it's this He big, did. This he, he's Top got Gun. a little Miles Teller look to him. Yeah. This is all I've been doing it for years. Everybody's catching up. Everybody wants a mullet and a mustache now. I guess I'll I'll change my look again. I'll find the next one. Go oh, I'm seeing it right now. It's, it's a it's this is Top strong about that Top look. Tier. It looks like Tom Selleck. <laughs> Wow. That's a look right uh, there. Lloyd, it looked like you won the British Open yesterday. Was that you that won the Open Championship? Yeah, I'm glad I could be able to get back and make it for 7 to 9 a.m. You know, it was a hell of a time. It's a hell of a private jet you got yeah, there, Yeah, St. Andrews was nice. Good course. It was in great shape, as always. Always nice when you can go to the home Are we of golf. sure the video's not working? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but like I said, okay. anytime right. you could go. Continue to, with your story. Go yeah, ahead. Anytime you can go to the home of golf on the 150th anniversary and you're able to pick up a win for, you know, for your home country in Australia, mate. I was happy to do it. Then I, you know, then I got to get back to my day job. Um, but what an that that was an incredible story yesterday, um, with uh, with Rory McIlroy making a run. It was Rory's to uh, lose. Then, uh, he could make any birdies. And then, you yeah. holding him off. This is going to be the story of Rory's career, man. I think everybody's going to talk about his 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 weekend in Augusta and then his his Sunday at St Andrews, right? I mean, yesterday was a that was a monumental moment for him. Especially, dude, he had the entire crowd rooting for him. Like yeah. everybody was pulling for Rory. This was this could have been a launch pad type win where it's like, all right, we're starting to see what Rory McIlroy is capable of because everything about him says superstar. Like they've put him on the forefront of the PGA because he's the one that's having to do all of the heavy lifting in terms of PGA versus live golf. So that's like he's the one that they go to for a soundbite. He's having to always defend um, like the golf association or whatever. Then he plays like this where it looks like, oh, okay, Rory's the next face of golf. This is what they wanted and this is what they expected. And he goes into Sunday and he doesn't necessarily – it's not like he shit the bed. He just didn't. He didn't score. And then you have Cam that's able yeah. to make everything he looks at. Rory didn't make a putt for two days. They did. He didn't. If you don't do that, you're not going to score. You're not going to be able to to hold off somebody like Cam. That that I think he made over like 250 feet of putts on Sunday or something like that. It's an unofficial wow. record at the Open, and that's how we won it. Like he was able to. You have to putt from all sorts of angles over at the Open. So I know. I was able to get some good reads. You know, I learned from my day Saturday, went to the range, kind of fixed some things up, was able to hold off Sunday, make a charge. Five straight birdies to take down Rory. No big deal. Proud of myself, proud of my family. Big moment. Put two beers is what can fit in the Claret jug. Proud of you, Lizzie. Thank you. Uh, a great gulping jug, the oh, Claret jug. I mean, be. like, that's a great pour jug. 
Yeah, it looks like stuff that you could, if like if you were making tea, this is what you would put, like, or if you had coffee, this is where the cream would come. Yeah. But instead, I just, I'd pull that thing up with a couple of fosters. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, it's my trophy. Easy I can do whatever God. I want with it. This is where the cream would come. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come. Uh, I get to keep it for a whole year, boys. <laughs> Jeez, you got 150 in fines here in the first hour, brother. Yeah, that's uh, gone. Take, we, take, we take all those winnings from yesterday. Oh, no, yeah. I did win on a bet on him, though. I bet, uh, I bet Cam, uh, the, before, the, before the round started, I got I had $2 to win $60, so I cashed there that ticket. Yeah, and, of course, Mikey had Rory, so we're texting back and forth. And I was like, we can't stop being at odds with each other. Like, what's happening? And so we're always up against it. But uh, I think he probably had a little bit more at stake than my $2 bet. So I'm sure he was a little bit more upset than I was. I was like, no, I got to win. And he's like, what did you bet? I was like, two to win 60. He's like, get out of my face with that. Like, I have no, like, that's not even a unit. (laughs) Mikey's putting 50 bucks on him. Eight-year drought (laughs) for Rory. Eight-year drought for Rory. Yes. Oh, and he just won. Crazy. He just won. So it looked like he was going to be able to put it all together again, but... Yeah, this is becoming who he is. This is the story that he doesn't. He'll, he's going to be the the class of almost like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Cam Smith, first Australian to win the Open since Tiger Woods. <laughs> Greg Norman. Oh, oh. nineteen ninety three. They're trying. How they're, about that? Wow, there's some rumblings that Cam was going to join the Live Tour. Also, like they asked him after, and he's like. It's like I ain't got I ain't got a quote for you, mate. He's like I'm not talking about that today. But I would <laughs> Leave imagine, me alone. Yeah, I'm not doing that right now. But I would imagine the Australian ties. There might be something there between him and Greg. After seeing that plane, yeah, that was see, I'm tough going to, to say live, no to yeah, live. I'm going to the live tour and yeah, a full bar. Tough to say no to live after that recruiting <laughs> uh, pitch. Yeah. That was they put that video out on purpose. They knew exactly oh, what sure. they were doing. Caddies Hell were on yeah, there. They did. Girlfriends are on there. People that that probably shouldn't be on there were on there. Your third guy, your handler, like <laughs> best friend. It just seemed like a good time. Go talk to my money guy. Right, he'll meet you in the back. Uh, hit open. that like button. Hit that share button. Hit that comment button. Make sure you subscribe to the show, to the channel. If you have not already subscribed, we're going to be having content come out here all week. Hit that bell as we'll have that for you. LSU and SEC Media Days gets going today. Mm-hmm. Greg Sankey going to address the room here coming up in a couple of hours and we're going to hear from Sankey and really looking forward to that as um, Sankey obviously has made some news during this uh, during uh, this time when he's addressed the media to open up this event last year was really the announcement that Texas and Oklahoma were coming into a league uh, which really kind of started the ball rolling on conference expansion we saw a couple of weeks ago the Big Ten uh, extend their reach and go out into the state of California after you know, SEC was able to pick up the state of Texas, bringing in Texas and Oklahoma. This is an arms race. Uh, I think this event, uh, a couple of years from now, like we talked about the changes in media and the way that the 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 the, the conference is being covered, is changing. Um, so um, is the way that the uh, college football is going to look and the conference is going to look uh, two years from now. Uh, what we're talking about with the SEC. Um, is going to be a totally different conversation. Uh, I think you'll be talking about upwards of 28, 30 teams uh, per conference between the Big Ten uh, and the, the the SEC, and you've got two divisions uh, that you know just really are just fighting it out to see who wins each side and plays for a national championship. Day, uh, you know, the, the gone are the days 
Uh, you know, we're celebrating LSU and Southern coming in on the second playing date of this upcoming season, and it's going to be a great environment. It's going to be a great uh, day for the state of Louisiana and South Louisiana in particular. Uh, it'll be great entertainment for football fans. Uh, it'll be great entertainment just for fans uh, of each university with what they'll be showing off uh, from the band standpoint to the football and everything going around outside the stadium with the cooking and entertainment that's happening. But enjoy that one because that's the last time this is happening. Or this is going to be one of the last times that that happens because what's going in the direction that it's moving is that those games are falling by the wayside. And I, I, I say those games, I just meant, I just mean, uh, and, and I'm not looking at Southern, I'm just looking at LSU uh, has played uh, teams like UTEP and Utah State and Northwestern and, and pick a team. They played McNeese last season. They're not playing those teams anymore coming up on future schedules and probably here in the short term because everything is turning towards the television product. That's what conference expansion is about at the baseline of it, it's about television sets. It's about gobbling up markets. I mean, I was reading something where USC and UCLA probably only get 18 to 21% of the market share in Los Angeles. Combined, combined, USC and UCLA. Eight million people within that market. Huge market. 21% of it. USC, UCLA, when they're right, is able to capture. That was enough for the Big Ten to reach out to them and 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 throw them a windfall of cash, hundred million a year, bail out UCLA's entire athletic department for twenty one percent of the market share. Doesn't seem like a lot, but in their world, that's a huge number. Same with when you look at Texas and Oklahoma, right? I mean, you throw in Oklahoma just because the amount of fans that reside in Texas that pull for Oklahoma and watch Oklahoma football. You're not getting any television sets when you're picking up the state of Oklahoma. But now you can say you've got Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, all in the same conference, which by television executive standards, that's bringing you the whole state. And, that's and so to me, after... You know, go ahead. No, that's what I was going to say. It's more of they're not so much concerned with getting good teams as they are, it's like they're trying to get into different markets and different homes in different states. That's what the television Absolutely. That's why if I'm the Big Ten, if I'm the Big Ten, if you really want to throw a curveball in this thing, if I'm the Big Ten, I'd go get Miami. I'd go get somebody in the southeast within the, 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 the geography of the SEC because, you know, right now, I mean, the Big Ten from just a geographical standpoint, it's, it, it doesn't make a lot. Uh, sense. sense when you just look at it when you've got two teams in California and you've got you know the bulk of your teams on the East Coast um, and in 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 you know all along uh, that corridor. I mean, it's just if you jump into Miami from the SEC standpoint, their geographical footprint it, it does you know look like it's wide, it's ranging. You know, it goes all the way to to, to Austin, Texas, and to College Station, and extends into Athens and Gainesville, and goes all the way up to South Carolina. But you know, I mean. It's still from a geography standpoint. It's not a it's not a seven hour flight, like it'll be from you know Rutgers to L.A. Right. So I mean, yeah. If I'm the Big Ten, I go gobble up some some SEC markets. And to me, the one that makes the most sense for the Southeastern Conference. And who the hell am I, man? I don't know what 
you know, these guys are looking at and some of the formulas that they want to make sure that they're taken care of before they, they announce conference expansion. But to me, if you pick up Miami, you pick up South Florida. If you pick up South Florida, you own the state. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you know I mean? You've got the University of Florida. For, you got Florida Auburn. State. you got Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Or, but, but see, to me, like Florida State is kind of inconsequential because that's in the central part of, of Florida. If you're sitting in the central part of Florida – you know, I mean, you're splitting television sets with University of Florida and Florida State. You're picking up television sets on the panhandle with teams like Georgia, LSU, and Auburn, Alabama. You know, I mean, really, if you picked up Miami outside of a, you know, a, a one one piece of the uh, of the chart when you're looking at it from a television set standpoint, you're missing, you know, a little central part of the state where you're still you got University of Florida, and, and you pick up Miami. And you pick up the you know the, the the lower part of of the state. Well, now you 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 own that state too. And and to me, I mean, that's what it's it's ultimately about. It's ultimately about how how you can extend the reach of um, you know your marketing dollar. You know, I mean these these huge television contracts. How can you get them as much exposure as possible? And the SEC, what they have above all else and above their competition is that they have the product. While college football is, you know, it's a drug and everybody wants to get to the table and, and use, but the SEC's is just, it's it, it, it's significantly better in the sense of there's much more competition, there's much more draw, there's much more passion and fandom to it. And wherever they drop their product... People are going to, people are going to, you know, they're going to, they're, they're going to pile up. So, um, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to what, what, what Sankey has to say here. Make sure you hit that like button, share button, comment button. Remember, we're brought to you by Cajun Ready Mix Concrete, online, CajunRMC.com. CajunRMC.com, if you're looking for Cajun Ready Mix Concrete, where they can help you out today. No project too big, no project too small. Get in touch with Cajun Ready Mix Concrete. They got nine locations of concrete plants around the South Louisiana area, which means if you order concrete, it would be to you on time and at the exact specification. Online at CajunRMC.com, CajunRMC.com. Go see our friends over at Cajun Ready Mix. And hit that QR code in the top right of our screen right there. That is Caesar Sportsbook. You can bet on futures like college football, all-Star Game Home Run Derby tonight. All of those odds for you over at Caesar Sportsbook. And if you use the promo code FM15, the letter F, the letter M1515, you will receive up to $1,500 to gamble risk-free from our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook. Check them out. Use the QR code. Get involved with Caesar Sportsbook. Uh, we'll be back, and we'll kind of set up the day for you here and tell you what we'll be doing as we'll be sending back content and getting you ready for uh, SEC Media Day here on day one here on this Monday with a live edition driven and powered by Go Chevrolet. We're all from different places and backgrounds. We've each experienced our own versions of life, but in the end, we're all on the same team. I'm part of that team, along with these players in purple and gold. Kayshawn Buddha, Malik Neighbors, Miles Frazier. Whether on the field or in the courtroom, your team matters. So join our team. Make a difference. Bet. Let's get it done. Man, so um, kind of when I um, entered the transfer portal, I knew, you know, 
um, where, what type of uh, facility, what type of, you know, program I wanted to go to, you know, being that uh, before I committed to Ohio State, my first unofficial was to LSU. Oh, wow. And, uh, but that was when Coach, you know, Coach O and uh, Court Raymond was here or whatever. But um, definitely uh, the coaches, you know, the scheme Kelly, you know, trying to bring in, trying to implement, you know, his uh, way of going, like detailed, detailed person. You know, um, that's that's where I wanted to be. I know I wanted to be. Did you have any experience with Coach Kelly? No, I know I have no experience. No. Really? Uh, who was your main recruiter from LSU? Uh, Sherman Sherman Wilson. Mm. Yeah, he he was you know, stay consistent. You know, honest. You know, you know, just you know, gave it to me straight. Yeah. You know, and just where I wanted to be. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that number at this university playing that position? Yeah, man, I, I definitely want it. You know, I definitely. You want to come in and prove, you know, to my teammates, not just the coaches, but to my teammates that I got to go play with, you know, that, you know, I deserve it. And, and once I do that, you know, then, you know, everything is, you know, up from there. Yeah. Do you suffer from chronic dehydration? Are you looking to improve your athletic performance and you need to get over and see our friends over at GoFlow IV? They're located on Jefferson Highway. Easy to find them online at geauxflowiv.com. Make sure and use the promo code Jordy Colada Show. If you do, they'll take 15% off of your initial visit. Check them out online, geauxflowiv.com. Um, I was I was excited to come to uh, a top level program. I've been at a lot of great places, um, been very fortunate in my career. But to really say that um, you have an opportunity every year, uh, once obviously once we get it rolling to win a national championship, um, there's not very many places that you can say that. So for him to offer me the opportunity to come with him to LSU um, was nothing but but you know humility and, and gratitude. Yeah, well, I, I think it starts here, you know, and we have a good bit of people on this particular staff who are from Louisiana, uh, who know and believe in our hearts that this place produces the best football players in the country, you know, and I think the numbers speak for themselves per capita, produce most NFL players, and you know what I mean? So even from an analytical standpoint, it makes sense to take the kids from here because the chances of them playing the league are higher than if they come from anywhere else. Yeah. Um, I think our brand is super powerful, so we will have to recruit at a national level or there's really no reason that we, we shouldn't, you know what I mean? Because if we can get a top player from another state who can help us win a championship, then of course, right? But um, I think it starts right here in Louisiana and then right here in Baton Rouge. You know, mm -hmm. there's some really good players who are still available that are right here in Baton Rouge. Uh, All right, welcome back here to the Jordy Colada Show, driven and powered by Ghost Chevrolet. Hopefully we got our, uh, our feed tightened up with the video here. I uh, just saw Greg Sankey spending a little time with Peter Burns and uh, with uh, Chris Doring, the uh, Florida form, uh, Florida. Former Florida wide receiver, now a part of the SEC network. Still in incredible uh, shape. And yes, yes, incredible shape. Single. Ah, oh, that'll do it. Yes. Unlike you. Um, that's right. That's right. Um, but I saw Greg Sankey talking to him, so it means that the uh, the day is about to get moving down here, and uh, I was probably going to start to move this downstairs to start to see if I can't find us a place to set up. Uh, and maybe even bring a little afternoon, little afternoon uh, show to us. Uh, maybe see if we can't find a spot to set up. Either way, I'll be. Uh, I got the show phone, and I'll be sending back content that I'm picking up throughout the day, whether it's interviews, uh, pictures, videos. There is a local gaggle of reporters that will be uh, uh, going around. Brian Kelly and the crew here at around 10 a.m. this morning. 
locally here, 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9.15 local time here, uh, which it sucks on East Coast time. Um, oh, yeah, I forget that. You're, yeah, time change. Yeah, East Coast time blows. Another another uh, qualifier against Atlanta that uh, is just got its stock going through the floor right now. <laughs> Sinking like a ship. Man's just been plummeting. Yeah, killing it, bro. <laughs> killing it. I, I look. I, I've heard a lot of Atlanta hate for 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 my days from people that uh, and and I was always uh, a pretty proud supporter of Atlanta. You know, I mean LSU kind of was 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 Atlanta was was another home for LSU over the last 12 years whether it was peach bowls SEC title games uh all types of matchups that they have been uh, been coming to Atlanta uh for a lot over the last 10 years and I have made a lot of those trips and have always had a pretty good time in Atlanta now look we've done the the, the suburbs we've done the buckhead thing uh done a little bit of Alpharetta up uh northern Atlanta which I mean look it, it, it gets uh, it's a little different up there, and a lot of fun to be had in those areas. But as far as downtown ATL goes, Atlanta, Jermaine Dupree, back in the day, <laughs> representing Atlanta. I mean, his town has gone to dog shit. I mean, there is boarded up windows everywhere. There's homeless people at every... And I'm not talking about, like, homeless people just kind of walking around. The, I'm talking about, like, cities of homeless people. Just, like, tents for as long as the eye can see right near Olympic Park. You know I mean? Just, it, it, is, it is sad to see what is happening. That is a tough, uh, tough place to, to be our, homeless, uh, too. Because, I mean, the weather's to our major hot. City. It's hot as hell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, if you're homeless, if you're like a vet homeless, this is when you migrate west. you got to start, you know, westward expansion. you got to start picking your tents up. <laughs> yeah. you got to start hitchhiking. And let's get to Colorado. Get me to California. <laughs> this dude just <laughs> saying western expansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening everywhere. Conference realignment. <laughs> Move from the SEC to Pac-12. Yeah, go join the Pac-12, dude. You don't want to be here in this heat. That's got to be miserable. And then all these, people, all these people are coming into your town. It's like, what is all this going on in the hotel? That's where I sleep. Miserable. It's a cement jungle down here, too, Concrete man. No jungle. trees, no shade. Oh. Place is a dump. I'm telling you, man. Place is a dump. <laughs> but whatever we, uh, Sean used to work in Colorado, and we would go visit there, and it was like. There you go. It was, it, there it was you go. the summer visit. And when I tell you, they, they, they were out in droves, and they were, like, kind of owned the spot. Like, they were very uh, territorial about where their homeless was set up. Like, that's my spot. You know, they had tents all along, and it's like a little community. Proud of them. Mm. And oh, there's I mean, weed everywhere. Nothing, uh, well, sure. Nothing it's, more impressive than the homeless set up uh, in, in Los Angeles. No, oh, it's a shanty Coach, town. Skid Row? Coach, it's, it was. insane. <laughs> I mean, they got their own zip code. Yeah. <laughs> In their own tax bracket. <laughs> Pay their own taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Collective. Uh, <laughs> but reporting from Atlanta, a day and a half in, very unimpressed. What's the view look like out the window? What floor are you on? I'm on 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, the view, actually, it's a little weird setup here. I'm in the CNN Omni Center, which feels like it's like a business hotel. Uh, or at least that's the brand that they want to portray. Bunch of suits. Um. Yeah. They've got me. Uh, they they they've got the windows kind of facing inward to the hotel, so you're actually like looking down into the lobby, into the oh. into the ballroom, which is very much not my style. No, you, you could. I mean, you could put on a show for some people if that's the case. Uh, if that was your, if that was your, you know, I'd imagine that Moscone and T Bob are at, you know, have windows open the entire time. Yeah, that's their niche. If that's what you want to, if that's <laughs> yeah, what that's you want to show the center people. of attention, yeah. can't get enough of themselves. <laughs> Yeah, put your nipples on the glass. Watch me, watch you. Yeah. <laughs> watch this. Hello. 
Oh, a complimentary breakfast? Uh, no complimentary breakfast. Oh, um, hoodwinked. Yes. Yeah, hoodwinked. I actually had to go downstairs and uh, buy uh, buy a couple of uh, packaged yogurts uh, uh, out of the freezer. Change. Yeah. How much were they? Uh, well, the selection was poor. Yeah, I bet. How much That's were unfortunate. they? What are we talking about? Uh, nine, nine bucks, two yogurts and a water. That's a, uh, I thought it'd be nine bucks a year. It's not that bad. It's not too bad. It's not that bad. It's uh, I mean, New Orleans hotel have you paying twenty nine for that? Oh, it'll yeah. be, and it'll, the yogurt will be hot, and it'll be your fault. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no spoons. No, sorry, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Put it in the clear jug. <laughs> it'll fit. It'll fit. <laughs> oh. Um, but that's just about everything, right? LSU baseball over the weekend. What else happened over the weekend that we're not talking about? SEC Media Day, obviously, we'll be talking all about that all throughout the week. And I think LSU uh, baseball. Am I missing anything? The, uh, Brown at the Drew League. Yeah, I did. Why, why is he doing that? Why, why does he feel like he's going to play at the Drew League? Kyrie's there. Ah, okay, so good recruiting pitch. Kyrie didn't play, though. Yeah, I know, but he's there. Of course, LeBron's going to play. Well, and then, but uh, another thing in basketball, Trenton Watford was the summer league yes. game MVP. That was great to see. Yeah. He did. Well, he did the vintage. I saw Darius Days got a yeah. got a uh, two way deal with uh, with the Heat. But Which, but they did they uh, cut Javante to sign had, Darius. So oof. losing LSU guy, gain an LSU guy. Two ships passing in okay. the night. Okay, Javante will be there though. Yeah, he'll find. He'll, he'll, I don't know. If he's he'll hung be. around long enough where somebody will pick him up. Yeah, I don't know if he was Heat culture. He just shot, he shot like seventeen percent from three over the. Uh, like during the summer league, so I think that was kind of the reason. And Darius Day just filled it up, and yep. he's going to be able to fit like whatever Pat Riley wants. It feels like this is their replacement, maybe for losing PJ Tucker. Oh yeah, he can do the PJ Tucker deal. Yeah, stand on the corner, shoot some threes, and then kind of bully ball, like just go all out on defense and offense whenever you're in. Just play hard, and he's got enough skill to shoot it that he could kind of fill a void for them. All right, boys, I'm about to go start uh, getting some content and scout some area for us. If y'all want to stay on, y'all can stay on. Otherwise, I'll be uh, checking back in throughout the day and see if I can't uh, Wait, take our setup how, here. How did you get it fixed? Yo? How did you get it, the internet fixed? Uh, I changed my hotspot. Oh, nice. Uh, That'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, Joe's on the phone with them right now. They said there's an internet package that you can get for like 15 Sweet. bucks. So we'll be able to do that. Um because it does make sense. The more the more people that wake up early, you know, the later it gets, the more people are popping up, popping on Wi-Fi, getting into Atlanta. So we're we're you know we're battling with all the people that are on free Wi-Fi for we're trying to run a show here. We gotta get that we gotta get right. that VIP VIP pass. Don't buy any movies. All right, wish me luck here in Atlanta. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you again shortly. What's that? If any movies or a tax write off? Adult videos. Uh no. Uh. no. Got my phone. No. I don't, I'm telling you, I, I trust. I trust nothing around here. I trust nothing. <laughs> Keep the windows closed. <laughs> All right, boys. I'll be checking in in a minute. All right. All right. See ya. All right, later. And we'll wrap this thing up ourselves. We'll get some more content from Jordy posted on social. Any videos that he gets, that's if it's a more of like a long form interview, we'll put on YouTube. But enjoy the rest of y'all's day. We'll be back tomorrow at seven to nine. And check uh, check us out throughout the day. If you want the content, it'll be on Twitter, Instagram. And then we'll also be posting on YouTube. So if you do not subscribe to the YouTube, go ahead and do that. And um, what you'll be able to do is click the bell, get notifications for when we go live or when we post uploads, whether it be interviews with Lane Kiffin, him and Jordy or boys. We'll probably get some Jack Besh. And then we'll be able to get BJ O'Jalary. He'll be able to run the gambit with LSU. And maybe we'll see what we can do with some other 
SEC coaches and players alike. See if you can get Harson. See if you can get Harson's assistant. Ah, uh, no doubt. <laughs> She's definitely on staff. If she, if he made it, she made it through. Yeah, had to. Had I to. mean, that would be a red flag if they fired her. Right. She might have promoted her. <laughs> no <doubt> about it. <laughs> but this is probably his last year at, at, at SEC Media Days for Ole Harson. So you might get him while you can. You think so? Yeah, I think since 2018, there's only there's only four coaches that are left from uh, set from 2018. Only four coaches remain. The other what is it? Ten? Mm-hmm. Is it 14 teams? Yeah. yeah. Every other school has fired their coach trying to compete with Nick Saban. Dead and rich. Yeah. <laughs> Hate to see it mm-hmm. on the beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, J Boy. Shirtless. Yeah, J Boy. He might pop up there, right, dude. Boys. You never know. He might be there. Yeah, he can swing through. Yeah, Coach Ho, just old habits die hard. Like, what? I'm not the coach? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me I'm the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got, I got some things to say. <laughs> tell you what, old Mason Smith looked like he's going to have a real good year. Yeah, y'all didn't like me. Y'all going to love me now. Look at, look at that D-line. <laughs> All right, homie. See you. All right. All right, boys. Later, Bunker. And like I said, uh, check in throughout the day. We'll have uh, hit, hit the bell. Everything, Everything everywhere. everywhere. That's the motto here. Mm. Peace. Oh, and mic'd up tonight, 6 to 8 p.m. I don't know who we have on, but we're going to be watching the Home Run Derby. We'll be gambling on it through Caesars. Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is the crowd favorite because the odds what's are the, just... What's the feel? What's the feel? Oh, it's I don't like know. Mm. I'll find out 6 to 8. That's right. what that show's for. Perfect. But I think it has one Soto's in it. Um, Pete Alonzo. Kyle Schwarber, Pete Alonzo. I'm going Alonzo for 200, Did, Alex. Didn't he? Who won it last year? Petey. I think Pete won it last was, year. I think it was Pete Alonzo. Was it in New York? Mm, I don't know. I don't yeah. know either. Yeah, I'm not a big baseball. It's in LA this year. That's yeah. Last year's winner. Did y'all see the jerseys? Ugliest. Ugly? Yep. Baseball keeps Pete going Alonzo. the wrong it's like, way. It's like half and half. So it's like uh, half your jersey yeah. and then half the All-Star jersey. It's like, what are the hats going to look like? It was just, I think it's just normal hats. It's a team hat? Yeah. With like a well, Pete Alonzo won last year. Yeah, I thought so. The year. polar bear. Yeah. I've only bet on it once. Been in the home run? Derby? No, I've only bet on it once. <laughs> I've only it, been in it once. And that's when, that's when Bryce Harper hit the one at the bell uh, to win, and I bet on Bryce Harper to win it. And like, this is like, they say he threw it after the pitch clock when everybody was already celebrating. Yeah. This it's is, like, we're not going to take this too seriously. Yeah. But, it's an all-star weekend. Yeah. I'll, I'll do so. I'll Make do baseball some. Baseball fun again. Yeah, I'll do some. Re- Why? Well, how come Shohei's not back? Because he, he stunk it up. He last did year. stunk. He did stink last year. But I think he did, that was the nerves. It was uh, all about Shohei last year. Does Shohei speak English? A little bit. Like the slightest bit. Yeah, but they think he's uh, apparently he's like a great locker room guy. Like he's hilarious. He's fun. Looks, yeah, yeah. Really they like him. How come Mike Trout doesn't do the home run derby? He's got to do something. You never see him. I know. It's an all-star He's game. No in, shit. Stuck in the angels. Well, that's the reason Soto didn't take that deal was because he saw what happened to Mike Trout. Yeah. I, just I, be the best player in the league for years. the worst team. Stuck in the mm. angels. How do the angels stink? They got Shohei and Mike Trout, and I think they got somebody else at, at third base. Um, whatever. He went to Vanderbilt. He's good. He went to Rice. I forget. Mikey knows who it is. But they have, like, three high-level all-stars, and they can't win again. They just suck. Joe Madden still has his mohawk. Hey. Just waiting to get that call again. <laughs> oh, Anthony Rendon. <laughs> Anthony Rendon. Yep. But Rendon's out for the season. Yeah. Brothers, but I'm just saying they're Brothers. adding pieces. They're just not able. They, they still can't win. They don't have pitch, the pitching. Pitching sure, is hey. terrible. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Jared Weaver's still out there. This dude's trying to pitch and then go to the outfield. Yeah. But we'll holler at y'all later. Don't forget Mike Up 6 to 8. Promo codes everywhere for Caesars. Pick your favorite one. If you like Mikey more, use that one. If you like Jordy more, use that one. Saw Katie in the chat. 
Miss you, Katie. Miss you, Katie. Katie, enough about fake. cleaning this place up. It's fake. It's pretty clean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. We'll drain the sink. Mm-hmm. We'll wash the cups. Yeah. Other than that. You weren't home for a week, Mom. Yeah. What yeah. do you think was what gonna happen? Think yeah, what do you think was gonna happen? Now Dad's not here. <laughs> right. Kid, kids are ruling the roost. <laughs> Sorry you're sick. I hope you feel better. See you tomorrow. California COVID. <laughs>